Hello everyone and welcome to the bonus podcast for episode 429 of Conversation Street. This week we've got a classic character profile for you and what a classic this person is, Rini Roberts. Rini. Oh yes. We, we thought let's let's do Rini while she's still in our head. We don't really like her. We, I, I was willing to go into, you know, late 70s, early, uh, early 80s, Corrie with a an open mind and a, a willingness to accept and you know, take Rini into my heart. But sadly, watching the DVD episodes that she was in, she just didn't float my boat. And I think that was the same for you, wasn't it? Yeah, she. I found her quite annoying. I it's really difficult There's nothing to put about my hand... her that, that was wrong. She didn't do anything wrong. I, she just rubbed me up the wrong way. And I, she'd like, ah! Didn't like she it. Was, she was just quite shrill. She was quite um, uh, forthright, wasn't she? But she wasn't... The, the thing is, the character was originally supposed to be a lot more argumentative and, and gossipy and stuff. Right. They're, they're, apparently, they're dis, uh, some of the information from this I got from the Distinct Nostalgia podcast that was released a month or so ago, that, yeah, they, they wanted her to be like an Ina Sharple sort of character um, and, and, and make her that sort of woman. But then they reasoned, I don't know whether it was they or, or Madge Hindle herself who plays the character, said, well, nobody's going to want to come into the shop if you've got somebody like that running it. So they toned her down and Why made her nicer. Logic? Well, I don't know whether that's true or not, particularly. I don't agree with that at all. Because at the moment, they're doing quite well with Evelyn in there. I know she's not you know, the but shop you, owner, yeah. but she's the person that we see behind the counter the as much. Place. The most. Yeah, I think you do. And but also, I guess in those days, it was slightly different because you were the, the way that they, you were served in shops was different. You had to go and say, I would like some matches or whatever. That's and true. Give or fire lighters. You. And you say, no. Yeah. You, you actually had to interact with the shopkeeper a little bit more and, and have a bit of a conversation while they were getting days, the stuff for you. It's all, yeah, now it's self-serve. And these we still... days I couldn't even tell you whether the local shop owner is annoying or grumpy or, or what. Yeah, you just go in, put the stuff on the counter, they ask for the money, you give it to them and then off you pop, really. Although in, in Coronation Street at the moment, Evelyn still does interact with the people that come in and she's usually got some barbed comment to make or, or there hasn't she. But The thing is, there wasn't any other anywhere else to shop. No, no. I mean, they had the corn, the cabin. But even that was a bit further away, wasn't That's it? Further that, away, that was further away, and Rotterdam it's also Street, doesn't then. sell groceries. So no. unless you're going to go out your way to avoid her, you, you're going to be speaking to her. And I think it would have been quite funny because it would have been... Honestly, I think they are both barking up the wrong tree here because that's a perfect opportunity to create a character that is grumpy that people have no choice but to interact with like you could say the same thing about Ina Sharples like why would anyone talk to her but they did mm. uh, she, she also followed that was this she came pretty soon after the Hopkins didn't she yeah and I, I can't remember because we saw so little of them on the DVD episodes I don't know how much Granny Hopkins was in charge of the shop there and she was right cantankerous old bird wasn't she mm. so uh, and, and she was also brought in to be a bit of an Ina Sharple sort of character. But also before then, we'd had the likes of um, Maggie Clegg, um, Irma and David had been in charge of the shop for the bit, Florrie Lindley, and they did fit the the nicer, more personable, friendly shopkeeper kind of Irma was, personas. <laughs> Irma was sarcastic and... She was, but she. Rude I, I, I would have happily, you know, made, made my trip down there to have a bit of a chimwag. Well, with you her. assume she'd like you. 
course you would. For her. I, I like her. Why, why wouldn't it go back right, the other I way? Don't know. So yeah, they they toned down um, Rini from the original incarnation of her, but she she still to me came across. I don't know a bit too. Uh, full on's not really the right word. She just felt, felt like she, she was intense and and she yeah, was loud. Intense is right. And, and she was always happy with herself. And I, <laughs> that's one of the most irritating things. If I like my shopkeepers grumpy. No, no, no. But if you don't like somebody and they and they seem pretty confident in themselves <laughs> and they're not apologetic all the time because about how crap they are, you hate them. And I think... But you realise how no, awful you are. I think that's probably why some people hate our podcast because we are just who we are and we don't really apologise for it. But if you don't like us, it must be bloody irritating as hell to listen to us. I don't know anybody who hates our podcast. I think some people do. <laughs> you, you know exactly who I mean. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Um, right, so anyway, that uh, we, we've skipped over her, her stats. We've got to do our so stats. Do, stat me up, baby. Tell me all about <laughs> Rini Roberts. Wow, the, the magic's being rekindled in our 10th year, <laughs> isn't it? Right, born on the 3rd of March, 1943, and she died tragically with a pole for the face <laughs> on the 30th of July, 1980. Her parents, Harold and Daisy Bradshaw, don't know what happened to, to Harold because by the time... Oh, he died. And he then got, we, I know, but it, then she ended up with her stepdad, didn't she? He was a bit of a, an ass. He was indeed. You find all She had a brother called Terry Bradshaw and she married Alf in 1978 and they had two happy years of marriage before she topped herself by... I don't know that happy, to be honest. Idling, it, idling around in a country lane. First appeared on the 10th of May, 1976... Last appeared on the 30th of July, 1980. She was in 237 episodes and she was played by Madge Hindle. Can I who just... I have nothing against. Uh, absolutely not. She, having listened to her on the podcast recently, she seems like a very, very lovely lovely old lady. And, and please, talking with please. great reverence about Coronation Street. And um, yeah, I, I very thoroughly enjoyed Distinct Nostalgia's interview yes, with her. That's... Check it out if you haven't done so. Yes. Can I just pick up on your poll through the face thing? Because there might be some people who are tuning in, some big Reenie Roberts fans, if they haven't yeah. switched off by now, I don't know why, who might be saying, hang on a minute... Really, Roberts nonsense? didn't have a pole through the face. What nonsense are they spouting now, these two idiots? <laughs> this is like, this is the one that I can think of, Mandela Moment. Your... Yes, yes. I was Coronation convinced. Coronation Street, Mandela Moment. Four years. And I knew that she died in a car crash. In fact, she didn't even die in a car crash, did she? Because she, she went into a hospital and died well, there. she died of her I, injuries. I thought, and I don't know why I got this idea into my head, that oh, she was in a car you. crash and she was following behind a lorry with poles on the back of it. <laughs> and then the, the lorry breaks. you when you were a child? She, she stops the car and the lorry somehow, I don't know how this is worked. Well, maybe the poles they both go, stopped. Uh, suddenly in the polls no, inertia that's made them go forwards isn't it don't, don't ask everybody I was convinced that Bruni Bradshaw was impaled for many many years through and, the face with a pole and then a couple of years ago we actually uh, watched her the, the cliff and it was like no it's not we but what did happen to her what did happen to her we'll find out we later will. because you guys that's where we're working our way towards know. Um, I've got a little bit of an opening blurb about reading, but we've kind of already talked about this here. I suppose the, the the other interesting bit about her casting is that she didn't have to audition for the role because she'd already been working, or she had already worked with the producer Bill Podmore in... Um, in Nepotism. A, in another show before, Nearest and Dearest. And I think that's... 
lots of people still recognise her from that. I, I don't know anything about Nearest and Dearest, but apparently it was quite big back in the day. She was in it for five years in the late wow. 60s, early 70s. She, she'd done tons of TV before Coronation Street, to be fair. If you look on our IMDb page, it's, it's a jolly, jolly long so list. So when she got cast as, um, as Rini, were people going... What a coup for Coronation Street, getting old Madge Hindle. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's difficult but to know how I think how famous some... people were. Yeah. Because um, we don't really have, have a way of gauging that now. No, and, and fame back then was different to fame <laughs> these days anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Weren't signing scripts for randos back in the day, <laughs> were they? Um, right, so here is the life history of... <laughs> I know we're doing Rainy Roberts. Now... now Rini, as a name, I love this name. I did as well. This was my massive revelation about her only about three months ago. I didn't know that Rini was short for Irene. Did you know that, listeners? Now you do. Irene. Rini. I I think one of my nan's sisters was called Rini. Mm. She hated her. She hated all her her family. Gemma's nan was like one of, what, ten? Well, both of them were. Yeah, big families. My my nan, my, my dad's mother... Had many, many. She was the oldest, and my mother's mother was also of a massive family because they were Catholic. I don't know what my other nan's excuse was, <laughs> but this family was Catholic, and she was the one that had a one of her brothers died falling off a slide or something. Your your family history, your grandparents, know, or your great aunts and uncles, who like you, you never really had anything to do with either, did I've, you? They the thing just is, lost I have in the mist of time. They're both... branches of the Cox family tree that are. So far stretched out, and some of them have snapped off. It's and not the Cox family; it's the, Bo- the Beecham's, the oh, Beauchamps. Okay. Oh yeah. But I have at once a very large and very small family because I'm an only child of an only child, and my mum only had one brother, so I don't have very much much family. But extended family, you can't move on the other way without falling over one of them. <laughs> right, come on. Then. We're not the talking people, about me. We're talking about Rini. Not listening for this. Rini so, Bradshaw. Rini grew up in Weatherfield. She got six O levels. She's quite smart then. She, she is that is, smart. She's got glasses. So that's how you can oh, tell. Yeah. Back in the TV. Oh, but mind you, Deirdre wasn't very bright. I don't think. And she she was a specky four eyes, wasn't she? Um, she she was. I mean, she Deirdre worked at the um. She worked doing accounts and typing, typing. and things for for Ray and uh, Len, didn't she? So you got to have... Well, maybe, fairly... maybe, I don't know. Well, no, I mean, because Obviously, Ken she pales in all... comparison yeah. to Ken, doesn't she? Yeah. I mean, Ken read books for fun. <laughs> Rini, um, <laughs> she originally wasn't going to have glasses, but Madge Hindle is apparently really, really short-sighted, so she told Bill Podmore, like, I'm going to have to wear glasses. How, so could she... you, how could you decide this back in those days? I don't think they had very good contact lenses, did they? Probably not. But I think I think uh, I, I might be misremembering this. But in nearest and dearest, she might have gone glassesless, and she's like, "No, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I need to have the glasses." How could she do really. it? So she, um, I've, got, I'm really, really short sighted. I could not do anything without my glasses. It'd help for the when you had to do snogging scenes for actors that you didn't fancy. Oh, it's Michael. Oh, <laughs> who's this? Oh no, it's Brian Molesley. <laughs> um, so yeah, she got her opticians to make her some special glasses with a prescription that she only wore. For herself as Rini, but That's she didn't wear those. Interesting. This, this, thanks to this other podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm full of interesting Rini tidbits. Weenie, uh, re- Weenie, 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 bits. <laughs> so in 1969, this is when her dad died, and then her mum moved the family to Lancaster, where she married Joe Hibbert, and that's the guy you were talking about earlier, who is the RC stepfather. He's a big ass. Um, we'll find out a bit more about him later on. They got married in 1972. So Rini worked as an insurance clerk for a bit, and then on the tills in the supermarket. What the hell? 
Why would you go from being an insurance clerk to working on the tills in a supermarket? Maybe she wanted to work with the public. Maybe they had better wages for jobs of that type in the day. And she was like, why the hell would I be an insurance clerk if I could get the same money working on it? Anyway, don't ask too many questions about on a soap. And I know this was before her entrance. Why one character goes from one job to some completely opposite job because they've all done it. Some kind of scandal. (laughs) Why would you go from cleaner at the factory to landlady at the Rover's return? We will never know. Why would you go from councillor to who knows what at the factory? Why would you go from landlady to councillor? <laughs> Landlord, landlady to councillor to who knows what at the factory. There are many, many examples. Why would you go picture. from inventor to salesperson, Michael? <laughs> right, Gemma, 1976, what went down in Reedy Town? Right, her brother, who is... Terry has been in the army. He moves to Weatherfield. He does a bit of bar work at the Rovers and he has a part-time job working for Len and Ray. And I don't remember this at all. Yeah, I did. He, I mean, I'd, try, I'd like to try and describe how he looked. But if I said almost shoulder length brown hair, that did pretty much cover all the guys on the street at the time, didn't it? The but 70s was a great he, time for her. He, he worked at the, yeah, the builder's yard with Len and Ray. He was, he was in it for like one or two episodes. He was brought in before... She was. And I don't know whether... I can't remember whether he was brought in and then they decided to get rid of him because he wasn't working or whether he was just brought in as a, you know, a, a way for in for Rini. I don't think it was that. A woman couldn't appear on without an introduction back in those days. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Rini Roberts. Bradshaw. I'm allowed in here. My brother's <laughs> over there. Oh, that's all right then. So um, she, she comes to Weatherford to find out how he's doing and then she sees the corner shop is up for sale and she takes out a loan and buys it from Gordon Clegg after a two-week trial period. Interesting. I love this. I, I've never... I've always wanted to run a business, but I've got no idea how to do it. Yeah, so you just try and it I, out. And you, you, I didn't even realise that you could just get a business... I didn't even know what business loans were. You get a loan and you buy a business. It blows my mind, honestly. Well, I'm obviously very simple. I should have done business A level with my friend. Maybe one of our O levels business was business. Now. So she creates a stir by evicting Gail, Trisha, and Elsie from the flat above the shop. No, I don't think it was, and, oh. I, and I've been meaning to talk about this on all the other podcasts. Do and I don't about? think I have. Back in the day, the the living quarters were behind the shop, weren't they? We haven't talked about this yet. You go behind the counter yes. in the shop like a, and there's the living room there's there. There's like a living area. And now it's a, a tiny break room. Um, no. Yeah, it is. It's got a sink and everything. But that's... Oh, no, no, it's, no. It's sorry, rotated round, isn't it? I mean, the, the shop the cabin. Been, I'm thinking of yeah, the cabin. The shop's been crashed into by traps. So. Oh, yeah. So in the, in the corner shop, as it is now, there's literally a tiny little cupboard that you sometimes see Dev inside. Yeah. And it's really small. It's like a tiny, tiny closet, isn't it? And it's always on the left-hand side of the screen as well. Like the, 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 um, I never even thought about it's this. It's all been rotated round. The fourth wall's moved or something. But yeah. Oh, yeah, back in the old days, there was a massive living area. Or I think all we saw was well. a, a room with a table in the middle where but the characters w- always sat, but that doesn't exist anymore. But there is a, pl- a flat above it now. There is a flat above it now. I can't remember whether back in the day... I mean, there must have been something above it. Who lives there at the moment? Um, Daniel. Daniel and Bertie. Right, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I'm not very good with my, my street yeah. geography. Is, I, I do wonder when that behind-the-shop the the flat to disappeared. Because I think there was something. Do you remember when... Maybe it's um, when the tram hit it. No, do you remember <laughs> when during the tram crash and then... Was it Becky did some sneaky sneaking around to steal money out of the safe? Mm-hmm. 
But was it around before then? I don't, don't know. Don't know. Anyway, yeah, Gail, Trisha, and Gail. Elsie. She gets rid of them, and then and then she also gets Annie Walker, uh, in a snit, by applying to sell yeah. alcohol, and she opens a shop on Sundays. It was the Lord's Day. Yeah, apparently the Rovers. I, I don't believe this. The Rovers didn't sell wine, so Rini's like. Hang on a minute, I'm going to suck. If I sell wine at my shop, that'll mean that we're not necessarily competing for the same customers or I'll be able to offer a service over the top of the Rovers. And then the courts are like, yeah, you've got a good point. You snooze, you lose, Walker. She can yeah, be she, an Yeah, Annie license. Walker tried to take her to court to stop her. And then Rena was like, oh, everybody, well, wouldn't you love wine? But didn't the Rovers, did the Rovers really not sell? I, I'm starting to wonder, have we ever seen any no, Rovers people No, I don't think we drink? have what, ever what, seen what them What do they drink? Wine? Isn't that, well, beer that's the other drink, and, isn't it? I mean, I'm not a pub person, but I think no. you either drink beer or wine. I don't know. No, I don't <laughs> think there was that much call for wine. Is it a, is it a, is it a more recent? Listen, know. I don't know, do I? I mean, obviously, I'm not saying that they only just invented wine in the last 50 years or so. No, but I, but I don't know. I don't they know. Were, they were on would, the G&Ts and it the was sherries also, and It was things. spirits, mixers and beer, wasn't it? Beer on tap mm. and, and bottles of beer from the thing. That, and I can imagine somebody going, oh, wine's too complicated. I mean, when you go to a pub, you don't go to a pub to buy really good wine. You go to a wine bar, don't you? Yeah. You go to a pub to buy wine and you just buy whatever, but you buy it by red. the colour. You go, yeah, I want a white wine or a red wine. You never go, who how's your Chablis? But I could, I could imagine Annie Walker there with you know, a nice wine. What does Annie But Walker I can also drink? imagine her going, oh, don't agree with the consumption of wine. That's what happened to the French, you know. That's why they're so weird. No, she, she liked the French. There was, a, there was one oh. story where she goes over to France and then comes back to Weatherfield and then tries to deck out the Rovers for all French-style à la Française oh, right. and have, like, cafe outside the front and oh, everything. Nice. But people didn't like that. Anyway, we're being diverted we're... yet again. Rini really shows some excellent business acumen. She ain't, Spots she a hole in the market. Opens up the shop as an off license with an off license bit. Wait, yeah, she's she's smart. Then Rini's fiance Harry shows up and he is on leave from the navy, and he doesn't like the fact that he's she's bought this shop. He splits up with her because he thinks, oh, she's trying to tie me down. <laughs> My fiance is trying to tie me down. Yeah. How dare I mean, she? <laughs> the, the marriage is one thing, but the shop is another. <laughs> um, and then Terry returns her brother to the army. Because he was going out with Gail, thinks Gail's messed him about, but that was because Rini warned Gail. Yeah, Rini didn't of... think that Gail was good enough for her, Terry, I think. Leave my brother alone. Yeah, so he yeah, bogged off, and I think that was the last that we ever saw of Terry. Um, in 1977, Rini developed a bit of a friendship with Bette um, because she rented the flat out to her, and there was one story where the two of them are tricked into leaving the shop to go out on dates with these two guys. But in reality, oh, what no. they wanted to do is get them out of the place so they could ransack the shop while they were waiting for them. And they lost £400 worth of stock. And there was something else as well, but I didn't write it down in the notes. Who knows? What do you mean? Well, they said it, I'm sure when I, wrote, when I read this from somewhere, it said they, they came in and stole £400 worth of stock and something. I don't remember Maybe they stole is. the till. Maybe they stole the fridge. You can in, insert your own... They stole the two, shop item. two Staffordshire dog ornaments. That's it. That's the one. So she was also, um, that year, became friends with future husband Alf, um, Alf Roberts, the local... He was, he was a postie back then, wasn't he? He worked for the, yeah. the general post office. He really has gone through some... 
he's had revolutions varied careers. Um, he he helped out in the shop occasionally because he he had been in the army as well, didn't he, during the war? What's that got to do with it? I'm just saying that was one of his. It's like oh, the other when strings you, on when, his bow. When you've been in the army, you can always help you can out turn in your the hands shop. to out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he he helped out in the shop for a bit. She you know gets friendly with when him. When you say out, she, you mean everything rather than nothing. Like we ain't got out in. You can that's be. You can turn your hand to out. Now. Yeah. Out, out, out is everything or anything. <laughs> now is nothing. Now is nothing. Lesson for the day. <laughs> she she ends up getting a cold and then he catches her. Yeah, but you can also so say we ain't got out. Yeah, we, we to yeah. mean nothing. Oh, it just doesn't matter. Doesn't can matter. you? I don't know. We'll ask some people. We'll do some. But it's next, the same. Next week, but it's only we'll the same as saying we ain't polls. got nothing or we ain't got anything. It's just, it's two different meaning. Like the words mean two different, completely different things. But when you say them, it but the sentence both means we haven't got anything in the house. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right, Gemma. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, here's an episode that we didn't see, but I did look at a clip of this on YouTube Hang the on. other day. Hang on. He helps her when she had a cold. Did you say that? I, I, I said that you were talking loudly over the top of me. <laughs> Elf, Rini, Fred, that's Fred G, I guess, and Mavis go out on a fishing trip one day and Rini falls into the river because comedy hilarity it funny. seems like you can't go to the riverside or by the side of a lake in coronation street without something going in it i mean we've already seen one car go in the lake haven't we and there's going to be another one coming up very soon it's surprising human beings have really lasted this long considering the planet is covered in two-thirds water i know i'm surprised we haven't we all drowned just drown ourselves at any available opportunity well there was almost a drowning here because madge hindle couldn't swim and then she was obviously asked to get into the to the lake and or the river or wherever it was and splash about a little bit she was asked to do her own stunts and she told the director I, I can't do this this is why when you're an actor you have to put really random things as skills on your cv like i yes. can drive and i can, I can otherwise you just make they just make assumptions about you yeah so what they had to do is get a six foot man in a red, red wig to <laughs> jump into the river and complete the stunt for her and this is why i watched this i went on youtube found the scene um and is it a burly is it a burly <laughs> It's, it's difficult to tell because obviously it wasn't exactly 4K resolution back in 1977. <laughs> I just remember it being an awful lot of shrieking on the scene, and then and there's <laughs> ma- and there's Mavis. The man. <laughs> oh, it, it looked like it had been put in afterwards, oh, but right. Mavis is there splashing about, and she's she's kind of half Mavis rescuing Rini. Mavis is an excellent swimmer. We've yeah. seen her doing a bit mm-hmm. of that in another episode, um, but it, it's really hard to tell whether it's Madge or not because. I think well, I read, it's not magic. But I, I read something else saying that she she did have to go in the water. So who knows? Was it magic or not? You you, you go onto YouTube I and find out for yourself. Don't really remember not ever being able to swim, so I don't know. But I can imagine if you if you can't swim at all mm. and you have to go in the water, everyone who can swim is like, yeah, you just go in the water. You're mm. not going to drown. But if you can't swim, you probably would just die, wouldn't you? With, with these things <laughs> where um, they use a, a replacement, Cory is is. Uh, and other dramatic productions are usually fairly good at hiding. Here's a stunt person, and you can't usually tell unless Here's you're a mannequin. unless you're told yeah, exactly. Unless you're told, look out, Sarah Lou's going to be a mannequin in this week's episode. Then you're not necessarily going to know. But yeah, when I watched it, there, there was quite a lot of you know Mavis pushing um, Rini's head to a different direction and being covered oh by sorts of grass on the bank and everything. So anyway, check you, you can watch that later, Jen, yeah, and see what yourself think this one. So Alf and Rini, they got closer as the year went on, and one day when they were a little bit drunk, Alf proposes to her and she accepts. However, the next day oh. they wake up and they sober up and they agree that it was just the drink talking, so they oh. put that wedding on hold for a bit. But then in 1978, Alf proposes again... 
And Rini's like, yeah, I do want to marry you, but I, I really think that um, you're taking me for granted that I'm going to accept. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> this is What a stupid thing to do. <laughs> well, because you assume I, I love you enough to marry you, that's that's that's. There's a lot of strange logic. First, there was the fiancé that was saying, you're tying me down with a shop, and now she's saying, wow, you're t- you're, you're think I'm going to say yes, so actually I'm going to say no. You <laughs> yeah, say yes. I, don't, I don't want to be predictable. That's the that's the death of the women, eh? of women. Women. Yeah, exactly. And Alf asks Len for advice, and he says, just ask her again. And say, I really want you to marry me. And <laughs> Will she's you marry like, me, please, pretty please, please, with the sugar on, with a cherry guess, on top? I guess really. it depends. Like, if, so, if a man was like, right, so we're going to get married then, aren't we? You'd be a bit like, huh, I don't think so. Mm. You have to ask me romantically. You have to be a bit nervous. Well, I'm just trying to, I w- I'm just trying to remember. I remember when I proposed to you <laughs> and I was a bit nervous. I know. We went out to, was it, did you go to Pizza Express <laughs> Pizza or something? Pizza Express. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I took Gemma down by the sea. And then it, it what Michael? What? You're so sweet, but it wasn't a very nice place. You took me to a car park. <laughs> that happened to be it was dark. On, you can't on a tell. Jetty. Anyway, you ended up running away. I did. I started I did. to say my speech that I've because been planning in my head. You scared me because your heart was racing, and then you suddenly started talking. I was like, ah, don't do it, I run away. So that's what's happened when you try and be a bit romantic about it. However, when it I first asked, it wasn't romantic. It was a car park. I said I was trying. <laughs> When I first started going out with Gemma, that's when I just Me? said, I remember, yeah, I was lying down next to you and I said, oh, are we going out now? And then you said, yes, I suppose I guess so. I suppose so. so it's not sometimes really. Sometimes you just We're not romantic, are we? We're not romantic at all. It's like when we went to Blackpool. Gemma, Gemma, we're going to Manchester for our 10th wedding anniversary. How oh, much more I'm romantic do you want to get than that? This reminds me, when you tried to be romantic, when we went to Blackpool, when we took our Alan Bradley plaque picture... For our, wed- for our anniversary, yes, we went to we, we stayed in the hotel that in was strand. in the Strand that was in the in the episode, in the episode and we walked up the stairs to get to our room, and the door was ajar, and I freaked out. I was like, I don't want to go in there. What's what's wrong? Oh, why yeah. is this, why is the door open? I'm scared. I'm not going in. You were like, No, you've got to go in first. I was like, I'm not going in first, and I got really mad, and then when. I made you go first, and it was because there were petal, rose petals yeah, on I, the bed. I paid to have rose petals extra. sprinkled on the bed. And I was like, I'm not going you in there. In a mood. I'm too suspicious. <laughs> I can't, I ruin everything. Oh, luckily you've got some romantic things planned. I know you do secret, secret things, so um. that would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> right, so tell me more. No, you're talking about this one. You're 1978. Yeah, so he really means it, and she says, all right, then. And then they get married in in March. And this is when we meet the stepfather. And I remember watching this episode. She comes in, and she's getting ready to for the wedding. And her mum's there, and she's obviously being all like, oh, really, I'm so proud of you. I love you. You're so fantastic. And the husband's there going, oh, how much does he earn? And he was being a right git, wasn't he? And, and she was so cold to him, too. They mm. really didn't like each other. Well, after the wedding, he tells Elf that Rini was... No, that... Yes. Yeah, Rini's lucky to marry you because she's no looker. And then Elf punches him. Yeah. Good for her. And they go to Capri. Lovely. That's really nice. You've never been, but it's gorgeous. Um, then Joe... Joe leaves Daisy, so that's good. And Rini asks Beck to move back into the shop flat so that she doesn't have to give her mum somewhere to live. What a cow. <laughs> Actually, when we're reading this, I'm thinking, 
I don't know why I don't like Rini, because she sounds all right, but I just don't like her. <laughs> Look, we, we, how many episodes? We must have only seen, like, less than 10 episodes with Rini in. Really? Do you think? I suppose we only watched 80 in a decade, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, loads of people have, have written into us since and said, no, Rini's great, she's brilliant. We just, well, just listen, wrong I, I really, really um, excited at the prospect of re- revisiting... The episodes of Corrie that we haven't seen, yeah, um, at a later date. So there's still the chance. But I think it's I think it gives us a good perspective to be able to look at what the what Coronation Street has selected for each decade and say this is what we think of those, mm. and then go back and fill the gaps in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so 1979. This is when Alf retired from the post office because he fancied the idea of working in the shop full time. Oh, yeah, he really was. He felt like he he was absolutely. He just decided, didn't he? He was like. Oh, I've I've quit my job. We're gonna work together. We're gonna you're I gonna think love that's it. That's quite sweet. Well, that's what he thought. Yeah. But she no. But listen, she didn't like this because she think about this. She arrived on the street. She took out a loan. She decided to run this business. She's been doing it herself this whole time. This is her thing. And then this guy thinks he can come in, mm. and take over. Like, and you know that back in the day, because he was a man he would have instantly been the one in charge. Everybody that comes in would have assumed it was his business. She's the one that's been running it this whole time and he thinks he can just hijack it. She's right to have her nose put out joint a little bit here because this is not really fair. Well, she she soon changes her tune because later that day, because they've, they've fallen out over this, so he goes off to the pub to, you know, cool down, get away from the old ball and chain, <laughs> but he gets smashed in the face by a lorry. Though, With though, a pole? N- no poles involved. This was the Rover's lorry crash smash episode this where he's when... sitting by the window and then the, the lorry with a load of timber on the back caroons into the side. The Trace... lorry that was pre-packed with debris. Yeah. Handily. Handy. Um, that was, that was the, the is Tracy under there episode. Anyway, he, um, he gets better because he, he got injured there. Mike didn't Mike get injured. I can't remember who else um, got hit by that. But Tracy was fine. He recovers, but then he, like Nick... Goes prone to angry outbursts, so maybe maybe Alf had a brain injury that was just never diagnosed because he didn't understand about that back then. Nope. And he has to yeah, he has to get psychiatric treatment to return to normal, um, which is lucky for Rini because she kind of grown pretty frightened of him because, <laughs> because Alf he got was so never grumpy. never angry. No, before this, I was and he was a big a... man as well. If he got angry at me, I think I'd be quite intimidated. He was all he was a very jovial, jolly type, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. I think he. I think maybe he got jo- more jovial and jolly as the year went on. I think he was, he was fairly a, bland when he was first yeah, introduced. Yeah, he was in the sixties. And then they just kind of filled much. him out. Yeah, yeah. Nineteen eighty, Rini becomes the fourth member of the Rovers Barbershop Quartet. After Fred, it turns out that Fred actually can't sing at all. Yeah, we watched that episode recently, didn't we? Isn't it Fred that puts Fred the, decides Fred gets to the start idea. this because he went to a pub and they had one and he was like, they're rubbish, we can do way better than that. So he spends the whole episode collecting people together to make this quartet and then they perform in, in the Rovers. <laughs> and it sounds terrible and they're like, let's just try it without Fred and it's fine. And so they kick him out and then uh, Rini has Rini to join. To yeah. It, yeah. And the Roberts then decide that they're going to move to the countryside to run a post office. And so Rini decides to start learning how to drive. And this was caused all kind of problems because she got a driving instructor and Alf did not like this, got jealous. And so he decided that he was going to teach her how to drive and stuff. 
Then they have Mr. and Mrs. Bannister and they agree to sell the shop to them so they can go and run this country po- pub uh, post office. So they go to a country pub to celebrate their, their sale. While they're there, um, Alf starts to... Ha- Alf has a few beers. And so Rini says that she's going to drive home. Now, I don't know what it was like in, in the day, but in the UK... If you're a learner, you have to have somebody who's qualified to drive in the car with you and they really should not be under the influence of alcohol. No, you've got to have a responsible driver. Yeah, so uh, so she's driving him home because he's drinking, which would have been fine if she was a qualified driver, but she's not, she's still a learner. And then there's this, this is how she dies. There is a, um, a country road with bricked sides, like a bank either side, but it's bricked up. And there's like a one-way system with roadworks down one side. And she goes down one side of it and then stalls the car. And then obviously the lights change, I think. And a lorry comes from the other direction. And um, they can see it coming. And, and Alf's like, get out of the car. Yeah, Alf's get out of the car because yeah. he gets out to... He, he says, gets I'll, out. I'll she's do go, it. She's trying to adjust trying to get it. it back into trying, gear and then he's like, look, let me do it. Gets out of the car to help her. And she's like, no, I can do it, I think. And then this is when she gets hit by the lorry. Mm. And... Um, it was really quite bloody, wasn't it? Like the episode yeah. ends, if I remember, with a, a shot of her... You think dead body, but yeah. she's just unconscious. But she's got a massive, great blood yeah, splatter. Yeah, she does. It's so, quite... You know, considering that back then they didn't show much of that sort of stuff on Coronation Street. Like when Ernie Bishop was shot, you didn't yeah, see him didn't all bloody dark. Joe Donnelly shoots himself, but that's Doom, just cuts away. I, I wonder whether that was, you know, the was bloodiest the Coronation course? Street. Yeah, that was when the vampires started swarming yeah, to Weatherfield. So Rini gets taken to hospital and Alf's there and he's really anxious and keeps asking. And then eventually they say she's died. Ruptured spleen and liver. Mm. I thought your spleen was basically useless but you need your liver well for stuff and that was the tragic end of of Rini. so car accident yes pull through the face no but car accident and heart attacks two of the top ways of getting rid of characters on coronation street really really is um yeah so apparently bill podmore but you don't very often get to see the car crash happen usually they're off-screen car crashes so this is quite yes Carrie loves a good car crash. The amount of times I've read, I read to you all the causes of death recently for how people died on Corrie, and it was heart attack, heart attack, off-screen car crash. Off. I mean, Elsie Tanner died of an off-screen car crash. Yeah, okay. One of the one of the most iconic characters of all time. Katie Armstrong, another. Uh, Jack Walker died of an off-screen heart attack. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, um, as I was saying, Bill Podmore decided that he wanted to kill Rini off because they couldn't give any good storylines. This is such. They've, I was going to say a rude they, word then. They, they, put the, they put them together and once they'd had Rini and Alf as a couple, they realised that actually they were pretty dull. I Although, don't agree with this. I, I think Madge had said that Brian Mulsey wanted them to just be a nice, normal couple that well, no drama right. happened to. Yeah. But unfortunately in Soap, you don't really get very many characters like that that just get on fine and happily and because well, who wants to watch that? So... Um, she she also said that some of the other cast members even didn't reckon that they were a particularly interesting couple together, but she was like, oh, me, me and Brian thought we were just fine. Aww. But anyway, um, she she had to go. She wasn't she wasn't particularly happy about being killed off because, you know, once, you, once you're killed off, you can't come back, can you? And, uh, but Bill Podmore swung the axe and that was that. It kind of sucks, really, that he, yeah. he gave her the job as like an ex- friend or you know someone yeah. that he'd worked with before you, you don't need you to audition to just come in though, come in my you? show and then four years later it's, it's like, like, you're it's rubbish. like yeah. Fired. bye
Pull through the face. It's very. Dead. I think it's very drastic to kill somebody off who they don't. They just think, well, we can't think of any storylines. If she's not a bad actress and she's not doing anything wrong, and there's no reason to really do it, it would make sense to me to go. Look, you're not working right now. We're going to get rid of you, but in case we think of anything later, we'll just say that you went to Sicily. Yeah, because <laughs> they did that. They had actresses and actors go off and then come back again, didn't they? Like you know, Janet Janet Reed slash Barlow. She yeah, was she brilliant. was in and out for a few years. <laughs> they, <laughs> they Maybe they were like, like "Look, we're not gonna, we're just gonna kill you off because look what happened with Janet Reed." Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I kill it. Yeah, I die at the end it was the best thing that we're ever happened gonna, to that character. We're not gonna so have that gonna... debacle. No. Anyway, um, it was it was sad for the streets lose Reedy, but match yourself carried on acting. She wasn't happy about being killed off. No, I know. I said that. I said that. She, um, I'm drinking cider, I'm not listening to you. She made some appearances in many shows afterwards. For example, she was in The Two Ronnies. She was in a TV miniseries called The Rector's Wife. And I wrote that down because the character that she ah. played was Elaine Dodswell, which is very close to my mum's name. And You're not supposed to um, reveal things like that on the podcast because people will guess your passwords because it's Elaine Dodswell. None of my passwords are anything like Elaine Dodswell. And the last thing that she was in um, professionally was um, a sitcom called, I think it was a sitcom, a show called Barbara in 2003, where she was in 20 episodes of that. I'd like so to watch 17 that. 17 years ago. Well, there's, there's some publicity shots online, because I did a little, um, I did a, a Google image search after I was writing these notes up the other day to say, oh, what, what does she look like back in 2003? I wonder what she even looks like now. Apparently, she was saying on the podcast, she's still got some, you know, streaks of red hair. She's not, huh. she's not completely How old is lost she? at all. Um, I can't remember now. Did, 80-something, maybe? Can't, can't remember. But anyway, that, that that's it for Rini, a character that I... I, I we, to be honest, oh, I oh, went into it, open-minded, oh. but with an idea that I don't think I'm going to like this character. Have <laughs> I just contradicted myself? <laughs> I wasn't listening to you because I want to say a fact. Go on, say your fact. Because you said red hair. Yeah. We learned a fact, didn't we, the other day? Did we? That... Orange. I knew. I knew this already. That orange is named after the fruit. The colour orange is named after the fruit, not the Everybody other way around, right? But that's the reason why people with red hair, orange hair, aren't called orange heads. They're called redheads because red, orange was just a shade of red before we invented the word for orange. Mm. And so when you had that shade of hair. This was pre-orange, so you were called a redhead. I that's thought that like, was really, really that's interesting. That's why you call red foxes red foxes when they're orange and robin red breast when they're actually got orange orange frontage. I disagree with you. Both of those things are red. They are not. Anyway, there you go. That's Rini, everybody. I'd be really interested to hear um, anybody writing in to tell us, to give us their defence of Rini. Please, please let us know what it is you liked about her and what is it that we've missed. What sort of character makes an interesting shop assistant? I'm going to pull you up here because she wasn't a shop assistant. She owned a shop. You stop diminishing businesswoman's achievements. Uh, I'd also like... What I'd be really, really fascinated to hear people writing in about and telling us is... Do you have any other moments where you were convinced that something in Coronation Street's past was one way and it turned out it was completely not? So I was absolutely convinced that she ended up having a pole through her face in this car accident, but I don't know where I got that from. What other experiences have you had like that, listeners? I've got some. I've been trying to wrap my brains and think of some, but... And, and you're right. Like that, common misconceptions that you... Yeah. Even though it didn't happen, you just are convinced that it happened a certain way. Yeah, and, and then years become... later you find out that you've you've thought this about these yeah. characters um, all, all this time when you were wrong. 
I'd, I'd be. I can't think. As, as, I can't think of any any examples, but I know I've got some. Because sometimes, I mean, uh, before we were watching these DVDs, a lot of our, well, pretty much all of our knowledge of Coronation Street was gleaned from reading Coropedia or books or, or what have you about it. So you kind of build up this picture of yeah. your your head canon about what the, the first thirty years of Coronation Street was like, and then your brain just you know puts something in there to spice it up a little bit and then you carry on believing that that was true i suppose one of the things that that you that we both thought because you thought was that mini coldwell was in it a lot long not mini coldwell Ma- oh yeah Longhurst martha longhurst it it's not yeah not quite the same was. thing but no it's not really she, the same she was thing. in it for just yeah a handful of years before they bumped her off weren't they yeah but i, I can't remember but it, it has been very interesting seeing the things that we'd read about which <laughs> i've got one i'll go on <laughs> everybody is like i'm pretty sure that sarah and adam didn't get married because <laughs> they don't mention it at all and he keeps sniffing after that, that lady that <laughs> yeah honestly if you've got anything like that i would be really really interested to know that because those are quite funny stories i'm sure i also love this way uh, this new modern thing of like it's not me that's mis misinterpreted something it's the mandala effect I wasn't wrong. I'm just from a parallel universe. <laughs> Look up the Mandela effect if you don't know what we're talking about. Yes. Right. Anything else, Gemma, to add about Reenie? Reenie Roberts, Reenie Bradshaw. Oh, you don't you don't want to say anything about the corner shop or? Oh, we've kind of already talked about it. I, I've got some talking points at the end there. We've covered most of them. Things like you know. The, 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 I suppose with the corner shop we haven't ever done corner shop as a feature discussion or anything is that it's, it, should be, it seems to be used a lot less now than it used to be doesn't it as a communal meeting that's place. because there are so many more sets that are shared spaces on Coronation Street and they it's were all about the cafe at the in moment in a way they were right to expand the number of outdoor spaces because it just increases the amount of opportunity there is for characters to meet up but it's to the detriment of those spaces. Like the Rovers is really has become so less of a focus as time's gone by just because they can go to the bistro, they can go to the to Speed Dial, they can go to the shop, they can go to the cabin, they can you know, there's all mm. the end of the Victoria Gardens. I'm I'm kind of interested. I don't know whether Corey's gonna go down this route at all about what's going to happen with Dev and his money problems, which we haven't seen anything about for, like, a good month or two. Yeah, just to remind you. Like, is... Lots of people have said, oh, I think that the, the corner shop should be replaced with, like, a Freshco Express, which is, you know, that's just happening more and more these days, isn't it? The, yeah, in the UK the, the there's been a big, a big push are to... taking over the little uh, when, ones. when we were young, all of, the, all of the corner shops were basically independently run. And now... Lots of them have been taken over by supermarket brands, mostly Tesco Express, but there's also like M&S Food and Co-op and uh, Morrison's Mm. Daily or whatever it's called because they can sort of offer reliable... I don't know, people prefer brands, don't they? Yeah. But um, so in a way, I'd be kind of interested to see Freshco do do something like that. But then on the other hand, what... That's yeah. why there's a co-op there now, because there would be. There would be something there. But uh, nothing that we've seen has... There's nowhere has Summerfield. Yeah. Dev has never shown to have any worries about the fact that there's a co-op just well, around the corner. he moaned about it when it was... No, he didn't. He didn't. I, I don't think he's I think he's we said really he should moan about it. it. Yeah. So something like that could be interesting. But at the end of the day, if it did become a, a fresh co-express, would it nothing really would be... Change. Yeah, what would change, really? It, it's a shame, because it... Well, it's I, not I think like the, the I thing think is, the, when, when it used to be, 
when it before it was self served, there was more of an opportunity for talking and chatting and yeah. I don't know. I think it's fine the way it is. And there are still plenty of independent places. We've got one we've got two near us. Mm. Yeah. I I just think as well, back in the day, um Corey the corner shop used to change owners a lot more frequently because the Allahans have been in charge of that shop for what, twenty years now or so, whereas we've watched 20 years worth of Coronation Street and oh, we've seen true. it going through lots and lots of different owners and the Rovers um, I suppose Rovers. that's opposite to the Rovers whereas because oh, like in the, in the in the first 20 true. years we've been watching yeah. it it's been Annie Walker at the helm all the time but now they seem to be it's almost like a ro- revolving door in the Rovers when it comes yeah. to landlords and that's landladies that's because it's become a status symbol of the show and, and sort of a flagship kind of but that the only reason that is the case is because Annie Walker was there for so long that she carved carved out a significant role. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Whereas whereas back in the day, it didn't really matter who's in charge of the of the corner shop. Mm. I think if I was to if somebody was to say who's the most iconic corner shop owner, then it, despite the fact that Dev's been in it for twenty years, I think Elf would be the one that would get brought up say. the most. But, but you've not really ever seen Alf doing it. To me, that. to me, Alf is like the the new imposter. <laughs> the, who who would you say is yours? Would it would it just be Dad? I think it would be Flory. I'd be like, yeah, Flory Lindley, because she was the That's first funny. one. <laughs> yeah, she's not that. She didn't leave much of an impression on us. Did, no, did I, I liked her. So it's Flory and then Lionel Petty, and then it was the Hopkins. No, no, you missed that Irma and David. That's it, Irma and David, then the Hopkins, then so. then Reenie, then Alf. Yeah, um, well, and, um, and we, we've had um, the Holdsworths in it a little bit as well in the early 90s, classic. Well, I haven't seen that. No. Anyway, that said, well, I'm sure we will have, we'll have more chance to talk about the corner shop if ever we do a future discussion on it. But that for now, was Reenie Roberts. That was Reenie, yeah. Not our favourite character. Not, our f- not even my favourite corner shop proprietor. No. Um, not even my favourite corner shop proprietor, Alf, her and Alf, and I've not seen very much of Alf doing it. Not even our favourite um, young woman with massive glasses and big frilly hair and Coronation <laughs> Street. <laughs> no, sad. Deirdre. Right. Foster, isn't she? Yeah. Um, that's it, that's everybody. It. Thank you for listening, and um, yeah, write in and tell us what uh, you think. Finally, Coronation uh, Conversation Street. Indeed. The music for this episode <laughs> came from Conversation... No, it didn't. Podbean... No, no. where did it come from? I've said this for eight years now. <laughs> Podcastthemes.com <laughs>